All right, man, let's talk about uh, Errol Spence uh, going around saying he's going to break Terrence Crawford, but not seeing how. And he also called out the WBC, WBA, IBF, um, WBO title, uh, title belt, you know, sanction belt bodies, asking what they done with the money and all that stuff, what they doing with the money. Um, you know, Derek James, you know, his standard answer is continue to be, I don't know, I don't know. He got caught contradicting himself. Today, did you or did you not watch the Spence and Crawford fight? I mean, the uh, Crawford and Sean Porter fight. I mean, it's a lot to unpack. You know, could they be on a on a uh, on a bully as far as you know trying to hide what their game plan is going to be? I mean, you keep telling, you know, keep saying, "Well, how I'm gonna break them?" And, and you know, Crawford, you know, they asked Crawford, you know, what you could do, and Crawford saying, "My IQ, you know, use my all around boxing game. I got a jab." And it don't sound like Spence and um, Derek James seem to either, you know, either A, articulate it well, B, unveil what they're doing, or C, they plan to just go out there and see if they can just, you know, dog them out and just out-dog them. And that's pretty much what they pretty much saying. They're not telling you how a lot of the inter interviewers not challenge, uh, challenging them on, on the, the, you know, on the I don't know or the why to the question. And it just seemed like they're giving a lot of vague answers. And it don't, to me, it doesn't have a mystique of mystery, of, of mystery. It just seemed like they just feel like I'm bigger, I'm stronger. We're going to walk through them. And that's what they're banking on. You know, and you hear Terrence Crawford saying, well, Errol Spence can make some adjustments in there. And he'll make adjustments unlike Josh Taylor did and all that. And like I said, like you talk to a lot of people in boxing, they don't seem to think Earl Spence can make any type of a, a major adjustments. I think he makes some adjustments. You know, um, a lot of people just think um, that he's just going to be able to step up the pace, and that's the adjustment that needs to be made. And if that's all he got against Terrence Crawford is just, just trying to outwork and outwill him and just break him that way, you know, you're not coming with a plan B as far as, you know, boxing and as far as some other things, he might be in trouble. You know, you coming, you planning on coming in, breaking that man's will. You know what I'm saying? That's what you banking on. Then so be it. But and if you get accomplish it, what's gonna happen when you move up and wait? When you fight guys that's your size or bigger, you're not gonna be able to break every opponent. And they going around acting like he breaking every opponent, but he has not broke every opponent. He broke two. He broke down two opponents, and that was Ordenis Ugas, and that was uh, Kell Brook. You know, those are two opponents that he broke. So, you know, them going around kind of saying we smoking on bud or we breaking orbitable bones. And, dude, one guy orbitable bone you broke, it was all his other bone was already broke. He was coming off a, off, uh, a loss. He was coming down from 160. Or Dennis Ugas just sat in the pocket all day and let you tee off on him. Nobody ever thought or Dennis Ugas was any good. So when they go around, like, comparing resumes and saying who did this and who did that and who didn't do that, you know, who that, who that, and all that stuff. And, and they try to go out there and diminish Terrence Crawford's resume, and they can't speak facts about about his resume. Either they ignorant to the situation. I mean, it's the same thing about their game plan. Either they ignorant to the situation, you know what I'm saying? They lying to themselves, and they, they kind of kind of slash being mysterious and not wanting to unveil, um, you know what they truly think and after the fight even if they win and lose i'm pretty sure as long as it's not a shady decision i'm pretty sure they're going to you know pretty much you know give credit where credit is due
You know, um, I think they actually like each other, uh, Spencer Crawford and all them. It ain't been too much bigger in between Bo Mack and Derrick James. Um, but to be honest, you know, they're trying to take undershot. And all that's not going to say you in the ring because you could say who fought who, who did this, who did that, who didn't do that, and whatever. But come fight night, it's going to show. Terrence Crawford could say, well, top rank got, good, got great matchmaking. Uh, of course they do. It's a functional run company. It's not a nigga company like PBC, which PBC got shitty matchmakers. That's why Colbert and Rayos Venezuela got fucking knocked off. Let's call it what it is. We know Top Rank got the best matchmaking, but having the best matchmaking don't necessarily mean it doesn't mean the easiest matchmaking. We know PBC got the murkiest matchmaking. They are the they are at the infancy stage. Of matchmaking, they have they have not been doing this long. When we talking about matchmaking and all that stuff, they have not been in the game long. Luis de Cuba's and I forget who else is the matchmakers over there. They don't have a, a track record right now of being great matchmakers. Let's call it what it is. Top rank, either you're gonna float or you're gonna sink. Elvis Rodriguez lost to Kenneth Sims. They cut him. He went over to PBC. Carlos Adamas lost to uh. Patrick Tashira, they cut him, boom. They thought Nonito Denier was done. I forget who he lost to. They got rid of him. They said, what, we done with Victor Postal? Guess where he went? Over to PBC. If you can't hack it, they going to get rid of your ass. That's that's just what it is. And they matchmaking is tough. They matchmaking, you know, they they have they have, you know, they have a, a idea of how they want to matchmake. And if they're going to put you in tough, it's just simple as that. And if you can't swim, with the Sharks, then, you know, they're going to get you the fuck up out of there. Let's call it what it is. If you can't swim if you can't swim with the big guppy, like Ice Cube said, they're going to get you up out of there. That's just, that's just what it is. That's just, that's just what it is, bro. So you got to, you, you know, when he, when he went out there and said they got, you know, they got, you know, oh, they got great matchmaking and they going around saying that, prove it. He acting like his matchmaking isn't like who he fought is impeccable. You can make a case. Who's the biggest puncher that Errol Spence fought? Come on. Lartley, Mikey Garcia, they two to come to mind. Last softball he fought, Chris Van Deeren. He going around talking about uh, Dongo ain't fought nobody. Chris Algeri, who the fuck did he beat other than Ruslan Provodnikov, which a lot of people thought that could have went... Ruslan Provodnikov way. I remember watching that fight. And he beat uh, the dude that A.B. choked. Was it Emmanuel Taylor? And Dongo went to like several different continents to, gra to grab his belts. He just ran into Terrence Crawford. Took one for Travansky. He took one for Ricky Burns. That ain't easy to do. How many guys we seen go to Scotland and fight Ricky Burns and, get in, and, and some fishy shit happen or they get robbed? Matter of fact, let's slow it down a little bit, right? Let's slow it down. Adrian Broner couldn't unify Ricky Burns, but he fucking ducked. He said, we ain't going over there. I ain't going over there. I ain't going over there. Remember he said that shit? That's how Terrence Crawford got the Ricky Burns opportunity. I think, I think Ricky Burns fought a guy from the Bahamas. I don't know this brother's name, but he fought a guy from the Bahamas. This dude from the Bahamas was beating the shit out of Ricky Burns, and then magically... The dude, you know, I think he, like, didn't want to come out the corner or something like that. He magically didn't want to come out the corner. This shit was hella fishy. Um, 
I forget this dude's name, bro. Um, oh man, he he man, dude, he fought this. Uh, might have been whole. It might have been Jose. Uh, uh, he might have been from the Puerto Rico. Jose A. Gonzalez. It might have been him. I think it was. It might have been Jose uh, Gonzalez. It, it might have been this Gonzalez cat. Yeah, yeah, it was Gonzalez. It was this cat right here, I think. I don't know who remember watching that fight, but I think it was this cat right here. See, I that's kind of when I kind of watched everything. This kind of like when I used to watch all the little boxing, all of the British, you know, boxing, international boxing. It was this guy. This guy beating the hell out of Ricky Burns' ass. He's beating Ricky Burns' ass. And then magically he, 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 he quit with a wrist injury. I mean, he was cooking. He, I'm pretty sure, in my opinion, allegedly he got paid. He got broke off. Dude got broke off for sure. You know, so they want to go around Nick picking resumes and stuff of that nature. Earl Spence, how many undefeated fighters he fought? Mikey Garcia, how many softballs he last softball he fought was what Chris Van Deren or whoever the fuck it was. They gonna act like well, Sean Porter, daddy stopped the fight. You know. When you're going out there making all those excuses and continuing to move the bar the way they move the bar, I, I just got a feeling, dude, which I think this fight can, you know, it can go either way. Because these these razor-thin fights, you just never know. They literally can go either way. It could be a guy's night. But I just don't see – I don't see them being uh, – it, it just seemed like – I don't want to say unprepared, but it seemed like they ignorant to a lot of stuff. Is that if that just by promotion? Is that just by lying to themselves? You know, because when we talk about what rubbed me, what kind of touched me was pause. But what kind of you know, you know, touched my nerve was when this dude turned around and said that uh, a top rank he got really good matchmaking. Do we do know that Terrence Crawford didn't have a silver spoon up your his asshole like Errol Spence did? We do know that he was an Olympian. We do know that he had to scrape and, 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 and actually earn his spot. Let's call it what it is. Let's call it what it is. We know he didn't have a red carpet treatment. You think Bob Arum and them, you know, when they signed Terrence Crawford, that they knew what they had? Let's say, let's say, let's put it to you this way, right? And I, oh, wow, in the Discord, I just seen it. <laughs> wow, I got to say that, brother. I got to say that. But uh, let's say this, bro, right? And I'm gonna be an asshole by saying this. This this might go over some people's head. Some people may not know it. But I'm gonna be an asshole. Give me one minute. But I don't know, my computer moving slow. Hold on. Probably the internet. There we go. I don't know why I'm moving slow, but give me a minute. I got too much shit saved on here. But yeah, uh, but 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 yeah, I'm gonna say this. So, would you think top, uh, PBC would have put Errol Spence on short notice versus Randall Bailey? And answer me that. Do you think if PBC had any everything a lot invested in or a little or a new contract invested? Because you got to remember, Top Rank was paying Mattered Off Sports, and they were paying uh uh they was paying Terrence Crawford's uh uh salary. So they was paying his 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 they was paying. 
the promotional company that signed Terrence Crawford, right? That's what they was paying. And they was paying Terrence Crawford's purse, right? And one of Crawford's first televised fights on uh with PBC, well, it wasn't even televised, was it, y'all? One of his first fights, which one wasn't even televised, he moves up on like a week or two notice and fights British Prescott at 140. He fought British Prescott at 140. I think he was on a non-televised card. I could be wrong about that, but he moved up the same week of the fight and fought British Prescott. And everybody thought British Prescott was going to knock that ass out. And Terrence Crawford, I think at that point, I think at that point, they knew Terrence Crawford. They had something special with, with Terrence Crawford. You got to remember, for you, for you niggas like Errol Spitz and Derek James who don't know shit about boxing, you got to remember, British Prescott was the one that knocked, knocked Amir Khan ass all the way out and sent him to America to look for Freddie Roach. So let's 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 not let's not forget that part of the game. Let's not forget that part of the game. So, like I said before, when they sit up here and they feel like they're trying to get under his nerve by saying he ain't fought nobody, he ain't did this, he ain't did that. That's fine. That's a hundred percent fine. But we can go through Errol Spence's resume and we can make the we can make the case that he ain't fought nobody. Everybody that he damn near fought then had a up that then had an L. Everybody, then you could take it a step further. You can go out and say, well, the guys that he fought, the guys that he fought, a lot of them was Keith Thurman leftovers. Danny Garcia, Sean Porter. Then his biggest wins are Danny Garcia leftovers. And then we we really could take it a step further. We really could take it a step further and say, really, or Dennis Ugas was really supposed to be the fight for Keith Thurman. So Keith Thurman was supposed to crack or Dennis Ugas' head open like a 40-ounce bottle over a dope fiend head. Let, let's just keep it, let's keep it gutter. Like, like Bootsy said, let's keep it gutter. Let's keep it real gutter. Like, I mean, come on, man. I don't have to look up his resume. He fought Lamont Peterson, man. That wasn't the Peterson that Tim Bradley fought. So what I think they really trying to do is they really trying to sw- When you got a great product and you got a product that sell yourself, you don't have to promote the product. You don't have to push the narratives. You don't have to push gimmicks. If you got a product that say, if I blow, if I if I clap my hands, my dog gonna stop barking. You go out on that corner on on, on the right corner. You go down to a traffic, and you promote your product. Say you know you put this around your dog neck. You clap your hands. He instantly stop barking, and it don't harm the animal, bro. Whatever, how many systems you got, how many pre orders you got, it's gonna sell itself. Just like Madden, every year you know. We all know it's the only football game. Mad no, hey, I could, we can do minimum promotion. We know we're going to break records because when football season come around, when the dog days come around, NCAA ain't coming out. These guys going to start getting the itch for football. Everybody think their team got got an opportunity to win, right? All we got to do is drop this game. No matter how bad it is, every year these dudes going to buy it. They're going to complain about it, but they're going to fucking buy it. A great product don't don't need an artificial push. A great a, a, a great man, 
a great human, a great woman, they don't have to down another woman, another man to make the pump themselves up to look good. They don't have to reach to look good. Right. You don't have to preach to get people to buy into what you are. Now, it's one thing if you see a female Lopez, 5, 10, 12 fights and you telling people I'm fucking Lomachenko up. That's different. You letting everybody know you coming. But once you arrived and you the unified champion, you the champion and all that stuff. What's the what's the point of, you know, diminishing your 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 opponent? What he done. So I got to pump myself up. So people I got to pump myself up. So so I it ain't for the people. I got to tell myself this because it's going to be it's going to mentally make it easier. It's not. What I tell you all. 90% of that trash talk, like Reggie Miller said, when I when he talked trash on the court, it was for himself. It was to get him going. What you think he doing talk about Terrence Crawford resume? He got to talk himself into something. Then you got your coach saying, well, you know, I ain't, I ain't watched this convention Crawford fan fight. Crawford didn't pull the fight. I don't watch it. Foggy Lister, you know, gargling Listerine. Then he said, well, I only watched it as a fan. Which one was it, motherfucker? Did you or did you not watch the fight? These niggas looking real uncomfortable, bro. No education on how they're going to attack this fight. We're going to be fundamental. We're going to be technical. We're going we to, no, you know. Errol Spence going around saying, you know, I just got to, you know, look for, be focused. The only thing they saying that's worth the technical thing is saying he going to be, he got to be focused. And yeah, I agree with that. He has to be focused. No doubt about it. He has to be focused. There's no doubt about it. He has to be focused. Because he got clocked by Dennis. Well, he got clocked by Danny Garcia for not being focused. He got clocked by uh 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 who else he got caught by? Well, it was Ugas too, but Ugas he just was reckless. You know. But I don't think he buying what he's selling. That product that he's selling, he ain't buying it. He ain't buying it. Well, I'm going I'm to I'm break him. I'm going to break. How, how do you break him? You always get that one kid that's going to ask you, well, how? Well, why? How? The trainer ain't saying shit worth a damn. The fighter ain't saying worth a damn. We wake over the bones and we... We we do this and we do that. Okay, how do we how do we get there? Give us something, give us some knowledge. But then you got Ellie Satback coming in here saying, if you was a hyper superhero and Terrence was a superhero, what superheroes would you be? I turn that shit off. Why do he come in there when people start asking real questions? Why do he come in there asking them dumbass questions? That's all I'm asking. Come on. All them little internet narratives, nigga, when you get into that ring, that's not going to save you. All them chants that they pump your ass up, the shit they pump your brain with, it ain't going to save you. Then he goes around and says, well, you know, 
we're not going to make that side bet because I gave him way more money to make this fight happen. I gave him some money out of my pocket to make this fight happen. He didn't do that because he wanted to be a fucking philanthropist. He didn't do that for the betterment of boxing. You know, he didn't do that because he, he, he felt bad for Terrence Crawford and his family. You know why he gave up money to make the fight happen? Because he heard, he heard, he heard what they were saying in his neighborhood. It wasn't what they were saying when he was in Phoenix. It wasn't what he was saying he was going out to Cali shopping when he was out in New York with his family, when he in Jamaica. It wasn't none of that. When your own people start talking about you and what you ain't doing and what you scared of, when you can't go to the barbershop and get a haircut without getting badgered, when you can't go to LA Fitness and run on the treadmill without getting badgered. And I'm 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 a cook on that because I forgot about that. I was gonna I'm gonna do an individual video on that. But I'm gonna cook on that. I'm gonna cook on a lot of shit before we even get to the small pay-per-view price. I'll talk about that a little bit. I talked about it this morning. But um, I'm I'm about to cook on all that shit. So be prepared. Be prepared. But my whole thing about it is this dude going around. At this point, the fight is signed. Diminishing the man resume saying he ain't fought nobody. Only reason people say Errol Spence fought somebody is because they were grandfathered in names from HBO. That's it. And they will. Adrian Broner said, Adrian Broner said he was 130 pounds when he sparred Errol Spence. Let's talk about that sparring for a second. They lied about it. Barry Hunter lied about it. Adrian Broner lied about it. The only, only person that told the fucking truth was Freddie Roach. He said, I was there. Adrian Broner got knocked out cold. And then he said, I was 130 pounds, then 135, whatever it was. Ain't got shit to do with me. But that's all part of Errol Spence legend, sparring uh, uh, Spar, Spar Floyd Mayweather. He was an Olympian. He fought after the gold medal men's basketball game. I mean, a lot of people see him grow. Hell of a fighter. You can't take nothing away from him. But all the shit, then he turned all the shit that he put Terrence Crawford through, bro. The restitution that you paid wasn't enough. That money that you say you gave up to make this fight happen when they asked you at the press conference, you gave it up. The restitution wasn't enough. But these same niggas like him, these same Negroes, let me tell you, I'm a cook, so I don't even know if I'm going to get to the comment section to be real. If you want your comment read, you better cash app, you better Venmo, you better PayPal, or you better super chat it today. Because I really ain't, I'm really just here to cook. Uh, you know how you say, I'm just here, I'm just uh, here so I... I'm just here so I won't get fined. I'm just here to cook. So I probably ain't gonna look at it. Let's better be hey, you better pay the you get your comment ready today because I'm about to cook. Got my water here. I'm here to cook. We got barbecue in here today. We got barbecue in here. I ain't read none of that shit. I ain't gonna lie. You want your comment red? This bitch better turn green, yellow, red. It, Cash app, I read it. Venmo, I read it. PayPal, I read it. All that's in the comment section. Cash out rolling to buy my screen right there. It's the same as Venmo. Dollar sign CJ Good 313. Venmo CJ Good 313. PayPal link in the description. That's in the description. That's rolling to buy my screen. That's in the link tree. You can find me on. You can listen to this episode on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, a number, Castbox, a number of different platforms. It's free. Rate the podcast, right? So what's so funny is he turns around. <laughs> 
and he says that, you know, and I, I wasn't even going to talk about this. I probably won't go live tomorrow, so, or maybe for the rest of the week. I don't know. But, uh, but if something come up, I'll try to, I'll try to squeeze it in. But he turns around and says that, well, he's seen somebody see him at LA Fitness and complained about the price of the shirts. And he said, well, if it was Gucci, they got no problem spending $800 on a Gucci shirt and, and the Louis Vuitton belt and all this shit. But when it comes to supporting your own people, you know, people want to talk about your high, your price is too high and all that. And people need to come out and support this fight and all this. And I'm about to kind of really break into that. Right. But these be the same Negroes who, who try to play the Dr. Umar card, the the talk, the Tyreek Nasheed card. They try to go out here and, and be brother uh, pilot. You know what I'm saying? They try to be these conscious ass Negroes, but at the same vein, you dragged another nigga name in the mud for about five or six years from having your fan base, having a fan base called a nigga top ranked Toby. Tell me something when I'm lying to niggas from that dude from Dallas, Tommy Sotomayor was dragging his mama, talking about his mama. Somebody sent me that. I was so disgusting, bro. And they thought the shit was funny. I didn't think it was funny. What his family had to deal with online, the lie saying that Crawford was smoking mirrors and Bob didn't want to give it to him. Oh, Bob don't know how to treat his fighter. Remember he said all that shit? But he the same nigga who, 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 who was managed, well, let's call it what it is, who was promoted by Al Heyman, and Al Heyman going to make him sit out 16 months. So Al Heyman couldn't negate, Al Heyman couldn't have reached into his pocket and gave Terrence Crawford the difference in the money. So he said he said he had to go in his fucking pocket and get the difference. Did Al say, guess what? Whatever we make on the back end, win, lose, and draw, if we make some dividends on the back end, I'm going to give you that money back that you gave to Terrence Crawford to make the fight happen. No, he didn't. What did Bob Arum tell Dillian White? Dillian White even in Bob Arum fighter. He's the arch nemesis fighter, Eddie Hearn. He said, you know what? If Dillian White more want more money, I told Dillian, I told Dillian White, if you want more money, whatever the, the profits we make on the back end, I will pay you. Al couldn't even set no shit up like that. Like, okay, whatever on the back end, we gonna, I'm going to break you off on the back end and give your money back. So he said, oh, it was more than a million dollars, so we ain't got no bet. I gave up money to make this fight happen. So, one, you dogged him out for Bob being with Bob Aaron, right? Two, a lot of the PBC contracts don't have a guarantee. So you can go 16 fights without being guaranteed a fight. Two, the nigga made you go in your pocket and pay, and pay your opponent. When he out here offering Canelo almost 60 million fucking dollars to fight David Benavidez and Jamal Charlo. Jamal Charlo. But he couldn't give you he couldn't give he couldn't get Terrence Crawford a million or two. Right? But you talk about niggas not want to support black businesses and black people, white people, Puerto Rican, we all have great reasons not to support black businesses. Look at the product that you get on Saturday. I mean, you're gonna get July 29th. If it was a pizza, Domino's would have to re-deliver your motherfucking pizza. Let's call it what it is. If it was DoorDash and Wingstop Wings cold, then a motherfucker. And I got a video coming tomorrow, and a lot of the brothers not gonna like the video, but I don't tell you what I don't tell you what you what you want to hear. I tell you what you need to hear. And I don't fall. I'm gonna say it right here again. I'm gonna keep reiterating. I'm not mad if you niggas stream this fight. 
I'm not mad if you brothers stream this fight and go to the bar, go to the strip club, don't pay no cover fee streaming. I'm not mad at y'all. I spiked the tickets up on you, bought all the tickets, resell them. I released the video again today. That video I did this morning about the pay-per-view and the tickets, I, I did the article again. I, I was just skimmed through it. If you want the article link, I can send it to you. It's so many just different ways to backhand compliment niggas, bro. It, it, it's so many ways. People say, well, I go to the fight, but then, okay, this ticket is $605. I buy two plus all the fees and resource fees. They $2,300 fucking dollars. So I can't even buy a single ticket. When they released the tickets, they slowly released them, bought all the tickets up. I provided the proof in the lawsuit. They get in the lawsuit by the companies that buy the tickets. But then you talking about we posed to be brothers. Well, you know, if you, you know, he told me if he, he spent money on Louis Vuitton and Gucci or whatever. Hey, that's his prerogative. But then you turn around and tell us how we supposed to support the cause. We supposed to support y'all. But we not getting a product in a timely manner. The brother who helped make this fight, who put this fight together. He didn't even want to put the fight together. You had to go in your own pocket and he ain't even going to fuck. If you tell the truth, he ain't even going to reimburse you. At least Bob, hey, shit, I got some pros on the back end. I'm going to reimburse you. So I had to go in. He had to go in his pocket to make the fight happen. And you you with the all-powerful eyes, Al Heyman. But then in the next breath, you asking all the brothers and sisters to come out and support y'all. But y'all backhanded compliment us by doing that bullshit with the tickets. Right? When we the ones that built this, this fight up, we the ones that kept this fight alive. And this is why niggas don't want to give their money to Al Heyman. This is why you hear a lot of brothers reaching out to me saying, oh, I'm just going to buy a Crawford and Spence merch. I'm going to buy some merch. I don't want to give my money to Al Heyman. So basically what he, Errol Spence has been saying in so many different ways is that Al Heyman didn't want to make this fight. I went in my pocket to make this fight happen. He said it was well over the million dollars they bet. So this man was so hell-bent on you not fighting this fight that you had to go in your pocket and pay. He can't even reimburse you. He offered Canelo $55, $60 million. Who, who the fuck is Toby now? I got a whip for you. Toby used to be my homie, but you act like you and know me. Come on. Who really getting whipped out here? Terrence Crawford had guarantees to fight every year. He still got that lawsuit against Bob and probably still going to get, get some type of compensation for it. But PBC fighters got to hold out to get a fight. They got to go in their pocket to make a fight. They got to go on a 16-month layoff to make a fight. Then you're going to try to pull, you're going to try to turn the barrel of the gun to the brothers. Oh, y'all don't be complaining about buying Gucci and Louis. Look here, nigga, I don't tell you how to spend your money. Don't tell us how to spend our money. If they want to go break bread with the man, hey, I don't give a hell no more. But you demanding us or you telling us how we need to support y'all, but y'all don't reciprocate that energy, bro. Look how you treated Terrence Crawford. Yeah, okay, you gave him some restitution. You went in your pocket and paid him. Out your, there you say so, you paid him out your own pocket. But that money that, that, money that you gave him, it go a long way, but it can't reestablish his 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 family name that you smeared. 
all the lies your fans went out there and told. And not only the, the lies that his fans told, him and Derrick James reciprocated that injury in and the, it reciprocated that energy that the fans put out there. They regurgitated a lot of things that you hear at the press conference where he ain't fought nobody, he ain't did this, he ain't that good, he ain't nothing but an athlete. All they did was continue to bounce that energy back and forth off each other from his dumbass racist fans to his dumbass boneheaded trainer to him. That's all they did. Then if that wasn't enough, they start having these dudes, these, these PBC affiliates who might have had a, a co-promotional uh, a show with PBC go around and they tried to turn us, they trying to turn his Terrence Crawford name around YouTube and around media. Then they had these, these backhanded articles that they was down in Errol uh, Terrence Crawford in saying it ain't no fight point of fighting Terrence Crawford, uh, uh, Errol Spence, Errol Spence ain't the same. Notice what they doing, bro. They tried to shame Terrence Crawford out this fight. They tried to deter Terrence Crawford out this fight. They tried to turn the media against Terrence Crawford out this fight. But the one people that they couldn't turn, the one people that they couldn't turn and they couldn't deter from this fight was the people of Dallas fucking Texas. All that work they was doing out in Philly, all that work they was doing out in, in, in New York, all that work they was doing in D.C., all that damage control they was doing out in Cali when they had a fight, San Antonio, Texas, where every time they say, well, people didn't want to see the Crawford fight, but when they was going to these Danny Garcia, Benavidez, for all they asked was Spence Crawford, Spence Crawford. The one market where he heard footsteps, the one market where his name was getting smeared like dog fucking shit on, on, on the bottom of a kid's croc shoe, he couldn't do nothing about it. When your neighbors, you're going to get your fucking gas or you're going to get your, your mail, your neighbors was dragging your name through the mud. The hoes in the neighborhood was dragging your name through your mud. When you get into it with that girl, you was getting into it on TikTok and you doing them interviews, what, the, what she was saying. Soon as you get her a man, I know the women type. You ain't gonna do that shit to Bud. What's your baby mama saying? I hope Bud knock your dick in the dirt. He hear all that. At the end of the day, he's a male. He's a man. He got an ego. He got money. He's I got all this money. I did all these trials and tribulations. My kids proud of me. Your kids hear it when they go to school. But the restitution that you paid this man out your own pocket. That that can't that's not sad that's not that's not enough satisfaction, bro. In a way, in Terrence Crawford's mind, it's satisfaction because the million two, whatever you gave up to make the fight happen, that's gonna be gone. And one day, the nigga can't take it with him. Taxes gonna eat that up a little bit, but one thing that's gonna stand the test of time is him beating the fuck out your ass. That's gonna be his restitution. That's gonna be his reparations. Him beating the dog walking shit out of your ass and embarrassing your ass and emasculating you in front of people is how he gonna is how he gonna get even. That's how he gonna get even. All that shit y'all put out there, y'all diminished everything he did. Y'all lied and made it look like he didn't want to fight. But then again, it's the same Negro who told his people that, oh man, we need to support each other. We need to stick together, but you, y'all, see you and your fan base single-handedly uh, uh, drove a divide right down the middle, not the, uh, the Boston community, of the black Boston community. 
You put a divide right down the middle of the black box community. A lot of us was cool. A lot of us was doing collabs together. But when niggas had their own opinion and called a spade a spade, like I did, I was the first one to do it. Don't forget it. Niggas asked me what you think about the interview when Earl went on that nigga talk show and said he was the one that was ducking. I got a nigga ducking. I made a video about it. Oh, man, we kicked you out. Bitch, I left. If I can't express myself in the community, I don't need to be in there. Especially if it's the truth. He came on there. I'm going to take the easy route. Everybody knew he looked, he, he, he looked like he had soft legs, bro. Everybody, everybody knew when he did that interview, he came on in the middle of the night. Who was fighting that night? Demetrius Andrade was fighting Walter K that night. I never forget it. I ain't going to say no names. They texted me like, did you hear the interview? Because we live. And people texting me, what you think? Man, I said that nigga ducking. I ain't miss no words. And like I said before, you ain't got to stand with me, bro. I, I can stand on my own, too. If I, if I really believe in something and I'm the only nigga on Gilligan's Island, I'm cool with it, bro. I was the first. I was the first. I fought a whole fucking community, nigga. But you know how you can do that? When you got facts. When you got facts. So all that uplifted another brother, I helped him out. Nah, nigga, you still got to pay what you owe, like Riley told Santa Claus. You still got to pay what you owe, bro. Cash is not going to get you out of a sticky situation like a rich white kid being drunk on the streets of L.A. Cash cannot fix this. Restitution must be paid in the form of physically fighting. It, mu it must be paid. All the jokes that Bo Mack endured, the disrespect to his family, the disrespect to his kids, the disrespect with the right. They tried to turn everybody against Terrence Crawford, but the one people they couldn't turn against him was the, the most pivotal, highest priority people, and that was the people of Dallas, Texas. So miss me what we posed. We posed to be brothers. We supposed to be brothers. I love that shit. When niggas go out there and do coon shit and then try to sit there and, and play the and play the black card. They try to sit there and play the black card. I love when they do that. I love it. Cause when 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 uh when Buster Bunny or 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 Bugs Bunny got the rifle on Elmer Fudd, nah, nah, you want him now. We supposed to be brothers. Nah, it ain't gotta be like this. No, nah, I got to be like this. Them, them raccoon ass niggas always like to play that card, bro. They always like to play that card. They always like to play that card, bro. Come support us. Once you done divided the community up, now you want us to come together like Bloods and Crips. You do know Bloods and Crips don't get along for too much too long before they go back and at it. You know how how much they destroyed how this was this was. This was more detrimental to the boss community than Manny Pacquiao Mayweather was. Tell me I'm lying. Tell me I'm lying. 
at least you had niggas on one side and then you had everybody else on that side. You had a couple Uncle Ruckuses on the Pacquiao side. You know how it go. We know how the game go. We know how the game go. But no, now you want to cop please and shit. He better off just saying, I'll be there on Saturday, July 29th. Come get your tickets. Your money's worth. But they had no, they had no intentions on making this fight. That resume, that baggage you bring into the ring. Your trainer can't fight for you. Your resume can't fight for you. Mikey can't fight for you. Sean can't fight for you. Your sparring partners can't fight with you. Fight for you. It's you and him. And it's going to be the moment of truth. And maybe the truth come out on top. I seen stranger things happen. But Errol Spence, Errol Spence in there fighting just as much as Terrence Crawford in, this fight validates him. It does. It validates him. As much as he act like his resume is head, shoulders, knees, and toes above Bud, it's not. He's an unknown commodity. Name the biggest puncher he fought. Come on. Name a fight he been he been in he was supposed to lose. Name a time when he have a silver spoon, uh, Al Heyman platinum spoon up his asshole. Pause. Name a time where he wasn't, where he wasn't the A-side. Tell me, name me the time where, you know, he had to fight and scrap for something in the pros. Come on. He, 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 he just is, he just is, uh. He he just is a uh, uh, I can't even think of the word, but I ain't gonna say that. Come on, this is a suburban nigga. This is a CB4 motherfucker trying to act like he a public school boy. This MC Gusto acting like he the real Gusto, nigga. You ain't the real Gusto. He ain't. And for and for years, you know, like I said before, the one people they had to target to change this around, they didn't. Al Heyman is not that smart. He did everything in his power to stop this fight. But now the man want to go around begging us for our money now. We've been begging you to get in the ring. Didn't matter how many belts you got. Y'all been telling us, oh, his numbers ain't good. He ain't did this. He ain't did that. Attacking a nigga's sister. Attacking his kids. Attacking his character. Attacking his trainers. Come on. Come on, we ain't dumb. Y'all, y'all tried to age this man out, and we know what happened. Oh, excuse me. We know what happened. So all that, oh, uh, we need y'all to come out and support the fight. I don't blame you if y'all if y'all stream the fuck out of this, cause it don't matter. Ain't shit gonna change if it do a million or if it do one. Ain't shit gonna change. Ain't shit gonna change. Earl Spence go up there saying, "Well, we need to be the leading. We need to be the leading example." I'm paraphrasing for these fighters to take risks. But how I'm gonna take risks if the guy, the manager, the advisors, my promoter, I gotta give money back to take risks? Who? How many of these niggas in the game of boxing and, and, and you know give want to get a purse back? Come on, Terrence Crawford had to do it to fight in Omaha. Let's not forget that. Just to fight Gamboa, he had to give a percentage of his purse back to Bob Beerham. You did all this, this bull job and the sacrifice of money. You think everybody else want to follow suit? 
We supposed to support this, so get the ball rolling in boxing. You support it, you feel like you're part of history, and then boxing go back doing the same thing. It ain't like oh Ryan Garcia and, and Tank did 1.2 million. It ain't like Tank saying, Hey, when I get out of jail, I'm gonna fight Devin Haney. You know, the motherfuckers talking about fight Esau Cruz. These are what we call in the analytical world blips. This is not going to be the trend. You're not going to get a, a row of, of, of fights where you're going to get Spence and Crawford and Devin and Tank and Canelo and Benavidez, Wilder, AJ, Fury, Usyk. You ain't you're going to get some of them fights, but you ain't going to get a nice contingent of them. And really, that's not what's going to build the foundation of the sport of boxing. Truth be told, that's just, the, that's just the, the cherry on top and the little foam on the fucking latte. The truth be told is, you know, you need Shakir Stevenson, Lomachenko, Devin Haney, um, 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 Regis Abril, Matias, them the type of fights that 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 the foundational boxing is built on. The Ennises, the Virgil Ortiz, the uh, Anuyues, the Fault vs. Fultons, you know, the Russell brothers. I mean, the the you know the you know them the fights that's that's gonna build the foundation of boxing. The Charlo Andrades. You know, uh, I said Billy Joe and Berlanga would be a good one, especially if Billy Joe really that fat. Better BF, Bevel, Marcus Brown, Anthony Yard, Anthony Yard, Joe Smith Jr. Those are fights that you're going to be able to get more substance of. These, you know, big fights here and there, once every two or three months, that's fine. But the consistency of, of, of good fights Saturday in, Saturday nights in, Saturday nights out, that's what you need, good quality fights. Zang and Joe Joyce, you need great quality fights. It shouldn't be a Saturday like this Saturday where Regis fighting who, who, 34 years old and fighting who? Who else fighting Saturday? Somebody else fighting Saturday too. It's fighting the UK. But no, it should be a name every Saturday night unless something of importance like All-Star Weekend, Super Bowl Sunday. It should be, that's what's going to build boxing back. That's what's going to get you where you need to go. But, but like I continue continue to say, now you want to beg us to be hardcore boxing fans to support your sport and support you. But where is that energy for years when we was willing to throw our money on uh, to y'all? We was willing to give our money y'all. Where was y'all? When we willing to buy tickets and y'all pulled that bullshit. Come on, every boxing fan got a right not to support these guys. In particular, Al Heyman. Come on, y'all asking for life-changing money, and y'all ain't never had no life-changing fight. Let's call it what it is. Canelo ain't, Canelo ain't consistently fighting the best after the best. So what we supposed to believe? Winner gonna go on and fight Jamil Charlo and give us these big bold events, or they gonna get back to fight motherfucker Ugas's and Thurman's of the world? Are they gonna continue to push the envelope and continue to give us great fights because their careers ain't gonna be too much longer than this? Come on, they and they, they this is how they treat black people. This is the perfect time to mention this shit here. 
because I'm not even going to talk about this, but, you know, in video format, I might want to start another Patreon. Did you see them them, nin, them ninjas they had at the White House for the Juneteenth celebration? Y'all see that? I was so dissipated, pointing at M-A-M-E-T-H-O-D, man. Hey, you, get off my cloud. You don't know, and don't like my style. You know, I was so disappointed seeing Met the Man. I don't, I don't really, I, being able to finesse black women, that's not hard. The the retention rate of, of black women in the in the church just lets you know how how you know words can make them buy in the time fuller no matter what life showed them. You know what I'm saying? Let's call let's call it a spade. But them them goofy ass niggas at the White House, uh, you know, tap dance for Jim Crow Joe. And this is this is their version of of trying to you know get people to secure people's money for their election come July 29th. Same thing that. Joe Biden doing, putting on that minstrel stroll on that stage, having all them Negroes come to the White House. I ain't speak on this. I, don't, I ain't really go in on this neither. The 50, now the Grammys want to recognize hip hop for 50 years of hip hop when y'all didn't even want to create a Grammy Award for hip hop and rap and R&B acts. And when y'all did, y'all gave it to guys like Ryan and Macklemore. Who, who wasn't even deserving. And a lot of those early years, and still to now, a lot of those recipients of, of, of some of those rap and hip-hop categories received their trophies off air. That wasn't no, that wasn't no mistake. This is their version of Jim Crow's Juneteenth celebration to get people to get y'all money to go over there and, and, and buy their tickets. For years they strung it out. For years it was backhanded compliments. For years it was it was always gonna happen. For years it was you know y'all got to be patient. For years it was all of this. For years this is, they just treated us like like a comrade. And now they you know Earl Spence want to grab the microphone and be passionate about about certain things. Where what was the you know? Where was all that when you was paying 3% to the IBF? When you got the WBC playing 3%? I know the WBA, like, man, all the belts, like, man, we let this nigga hold these belts, and then he want to come back and, and cook us. We should have stripped this ninja. We we should have we stripped this ninja. We should have stripped this ninja. We really should have. This is their version of Jim Crow's Juneteenth celebration at the White House, bro. Now that y'all didn't got it, now these Negroes like now celebrate us. Can you dig it? <laughs> this their version of that shit. Can you dig it? We know this not the hot Krispy Kreme donut, and it's stale. But can you dig it? <laughs> Come on, man. They don't, they, they not gonna respect your money before this. They're not gonna respect your money during this, and they're not gonna respect your money after this. Like I said, I don't I don't be wanting to tell y'all shit. Like, I don't be wanting to tell y'all the truth. I don't want to be y'all red pill of boxing. I just don't. I'd rather live in the fantasy like the rest of you ninjas. I'd rather live, I'd rather, I'd rather, you know, I'd rather live in the fantasy like the rest of you ninjas. 
But once you take the red pill, guess what? You can't throw it back up. Now you got to see everything for what it is. You know? And that's what it is. That's just it's what it is at this point. So, but then I end off on this. He went in on the sanction of bell bodies. And he says that we paying 3%. And he kind of drags Joshua and Canelo into it. Say, well, they paying, get making 50 million, paying y'all 3%. Look here, buddy. If you're thinking for, for shit you don't know, because you don't earn that type of money, despite what some of your fangirls think. Um, when you when you, if you really making fifty million dollars and that type of Mayweather Canelo money for sure, I don't know what Joshua getting. But if you really making that type of money, you do know Ninja. They pay they they prorate they cat they prorate they they deductions. So Mayweather when he held two belts, he held one belt. He wasn't paying three percent his purse to that. He was more likely paying one percent. So the more you make, the less they less percentage they take. Yeah, I know he didn't know that. So, yeah. That's why Canelo can hold up a whole division at at, under, at 168 as the undisputed champion. Is because they know once he fight, that 1% or 1.5% or whatever they prorate his number down to 2% apiece, that's more than they're going to make for the, the, the that's more than they're going to make on anything else. So when you make real money, when you make real money, they don't do you like that. They don't do you like that. So for him not not to know that, and everybody in different situations, yeah. Mayweather and Canelo ain't paying 3% of them sanctioning fees, but they 1% or 1.5% they paying is more than what you paying. He like, well, where are the money going to the yachts? Sending their kids through college. The money ain't going back to people that look like you. They ain't doing boxing clinics in America. They ain't sending, you know, uh, uh, they make the majority of their money from black fighters, but they ain't sending gear to black gyms across America. They're not going to inner city schools and taking and, and buying tickets and getting them buses to go to fight so they can get interested in boxing. Nobody in boxing is worried about truly worried about the growth of the sport. Dana White is about MMA. That's why he opened up dojos everywhere. He really care he really care about the growth of the sport of MMA and it pays off. It pays off. Cuz you got to understand, they getting backdoor money too if you read they if you read their rule books. Everything is subjected to a vote. Why do you think that is? Cuz you can buy their votes allegedly. When they get sued, they file bankruptcy and they lose, they file bankruptcy, start over again. If you do see them doing some type of charity work, it's charity work in their own home country at the Children's Hospital. That's why they all sanctioned outside of America, not named the IBF. That's why they sanctioned outside of America. If you didn't know. So they they don't they don't they not they don't have the uh they don't have the responsibility of, of our laws. 
Mike Andre Ward said a belt just plastic and pleather. You know? But then again, you don't know where PBC stand at. It's, you know, is it F the belts? We fighting for the belts? Do they matter? Do they don't matter? You don't get nothing back for you. don't get health care. You don't get a 401k. You don't get a pension. Your community don't get fed. They don't do no community work. They don't do no charity work. And when I see, like, you know, a lot of the charity work you see they do, you know, Make-A-Wish Foundation, I ain't never seen no, unfo no unfortunate family get a Make-A-Wish Foundation, wish made for them. All them families pretty much well off. That's why I don't be giving money to the Children's Hospital and all that shit and the Wildlife for Habitat for Humanity and shit. And all the years I've seen charity work done, I've never seen a beneficiary uh, or somebody who, excuse me, yeah, the beneficiary benefit off, off a donation that looked like me or come where I'm coming from. I've never seen it. They go to these kids' house that's disabled and shit. Their family got nice houses. They live in nice neighborhoods. They got two or three cars. Let's call it what it is. And we know it's kids out here um, in the ghettos that's dying. Uh, uh, surge, surge, what you call it? Surgical parsley or whatever. Amputated. Uh, um, paralyzed, been through tragedy. I don't never seen us benefit from that shit. So why continue to throw money at stuff and our people don't ever benefit from it? Or people that look like me or come where I come from don't benefit from it. You know? So, you know, was it the proper stage to call them out on? I mean, yeah. But, buddy, you closer to retirement than start. You should have been saying something from the beginning. Where all our money going to? Going right to their families, putting their kids through college, saving their money. Marisa Suleiman said, well, you know, I, I, I give money back to all the old fighters. I ain't seen one old fighter justify nothing that he did. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. But now he wanna he wanna speak up and all that shit. I thought PBC was getting real money, bro. Y'all complaining about a little three percent, little twelve percent of your check going. Sound like somebody having money problems. Real talk. It's not like somebody having money problems. But he right. I mean, they can make their own belt and, and, and justify it and they can kick back. But it's thieves all through boxing. All through boxing. You know, but like I said before, he got to pay his restitution, bro. He think, you know, I gave him some money. He going to go easy on me and he ain't going to whoop my ass like that and it ain't going to be that bad and we going to be kumbaya and all that. Nah, man. Nah. He still didn't want this fight. But, you know, but in overall, to close it out, bro, to close it out, man, it is what it is. Come July 29th, if they make it to the ring both healthy, the moment of truth will be 
will be revealed. I see people going back and forth, arguing with each other about this fight. I've been arguing for five or six years about this fight. Right? Yeah, I've been arguing about five or six years about this fight. We about, we gonna see. We gonna see. So they don't need to pump up another fan base and they need to pump up somebody else. We gonna see. We gonna we we really gonna see who who got the sauce. I think it's gonna be a close competitive fight. Um, I will buy the pay-per-view, but I can think of a million reasons why you shouldn't buy the pay-per-view. And I, you know, I understand why you wouldn't buy it. Because you all they're gonna do is suck you in, you buy, you think you're supporting real box, and they're gonna turn around and keep doing the same shit. Ain't shit gonna change. Ain't shit gonna change. And if it did, Javante Davis would be committed to fight Tiafima Lopez or Devin Haney. He trying to go back doing exactly what he was doing before Ryan Garcia. So ain't shit changing. But other than that, man, that's all I got, man. I cooked. Appreciate y'all to be up on the podcast in about an hour or two. All the links in the description. Peace.